sensational Gino Vega and I am all fired up I am back back with episode 51 of the Mr. Sensational Gino Vega podcast on the IC Robots radio network after a long and excruciating three weeks off yes folks we are back coming to you from your preferred podcast platform whether it's Spotify whether it's iTunes whether it's whatever the Google gimmick is You look up IC Robots Radio Network, you hit subscribe, you hit follow, and you will be receiving, receiving our scintillating content as it comes available, as it comes down the pike for your listening pleasure, and included in that content is, of course, our show, the Mr. Sensational Gino Vega Podcast, a show in which we continue to sensationalize the everyday. We were a show about nothing before Seinfeld even knew what nothing was, all right? That's how real we are here. That's how on the ground these boots are. And folks, I'm just, I'm just, I'm ecstatic. As you can probably tell, I am overjoyed to be back. And for those of you who joined us for big episode 50 three weeks ago, You may remember, you may recall that I took three weeks off of the show due to some family vacationing and some settling into my wife, uh, Ms. Sensational, starting a new job and the Sensational Children, Miss Sensational 1, Miss Sensational 2, uh, starting a new school year. And that is all done. That's all sorted. 
And for the first time in like, God, I don't, I've, I, time and space mean nothing to me anymore. I don't even, it's well over a year. I'm back to a regular schedule. I'm back to a schedule of just chilling and grilling during the day with uh, the wife at work, the kids at school, yours truly here at the manor, doing all of that great domestic business and um, just creating more content about nothing for you. Uh, all those takes you didn't want, all those thoughts you never needed, we are back. Um, and again, it's not just back from the three weeks, it's back from the, um, hard to say pre-pandemic lifestyle, because I guess this pandemic is still going on in one form or another, but the pre-vaccine lifestyle, you know, when everyone was at home, when everything was topsy-turvy. Uh, my kids were in some sort of school this entire time, whether it was remote, whether it was hybrid. Hybrid was god-awful just because I would have to take them to school and they were there for like maybe two hours. They don't have to get them back to the point where just as, as their chauffeur, it made it very inefficient. You know, I didn't really, I had to expend a lot of time and energy getting them there and they weren't gone that long. Now we are back to full days, um, full days of school, five days a week. It's great. I'm back. It's a whole new world, a whole new world. But what are we going to talk about today? Um, it's a, enough preamble. We've got a few pieces of business, but, um, oh, hey, someone's at the door. Let me check that out real quick and just see what this fool wants here. Hang, hang on one second. Dude, uh, seems to be a little bit antsy. Let me let me get up. I'm, just, I'm walking over to the door here. Apologize for getting away from the mic. Uh, hey, can I help you? Are you Mr. Sensational Gino Vega of Sensational Manor? Uh, that's me. What's going on? I have a certified letter from Pootronics Delivery Systems. Oh, Oh, okay. Hey, wasn't expecting that, but, uh, oh yeah. Hey folks, uh, if you can hear me over here by the door, uh, I actually got a letter, I've got a letter from IC robots, uh, from the moon base. This is amazing. I've never gotten mail from him from the moon base before. Sorry to leave you hanging, buddy. Do you need like a signature or something? Look, pal, I am going to need a signature, but I am also going to need a little bit more. Oh, yeah, gotcha. I guess it's probably a long way, long transit from the moon base to get this letter here. I, I, got, I got you, buddy. Hey, hang on. I got, I, got some, I got some change in here in this door. Here you go. Here you go, yeah. A little tip for your trouble. Sorry about that. Um, I thought you said you were going to give me some more. Uh, more? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't really have anything else, but I, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, I, I signed. Okay. I, I got to go, dude. I gotta, I'm, I'm trying to do a show here. I tried to be nice, but now you are just cheesing me off. Do I need to spell it out? As krill or a cube. Don't make me hurt you. Come again? As krill or a cube. Let's go. I, 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 dude, I don't know what you're talking about. A skrill or a cube? I thought you listened to the world's famous IC Robots show on the IC Robots radio network. Don't go claiming that then saying you don't know about as krills or cubes. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. I do remember that, but I don't work on the moon base, man. I, I don't have squirrels and I don't have cubes. I, 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 I'm sorry. Look, don't be scared, homie. Hit me with a krill or hit me with a cube or get let up. It's your choice. All right, dude, you, I'm going to have to ask you to leave because you're really kind of freaking me out now, all right? So I, thank you for the letter. I, I signed. I gave you a tip. I got to go. I got I to gotta go. Oh, that was Weird. Are you guys? Are who? Uh, man, little little shook up. This guy comes to the door with this letter from IC Robots, which I certainly appreciate. 
but he's coming at me. I don't know if you guys listened a couple episodes back of the world's famous show on the IC Robots Radio Network, which you can subscribe to via Apple Podcasts, via Spotify, or you can um, just go to icrobots.com and get the links directly. But um, IC Robots was getting threatened at his job on the moon base um, by some fellow that wanted a Skrill or a Cube. A Skrill being, I think, a certain unit of uh, uh, moon base monetary uh, currency, uh, our cube being a food cube, the, the the delectable delights that they're eating up there on the base in the place of actual bonafide food. I don't know why this guy thought I would have either. I'm down here on Earth in Napa, California. Um, I, I, he was getting really weird, and I had to slam the door shut, and he's still kind of just lurking out there in the weeds in the front yard, just kind of walking around in a circle. So... I was really fired up about episode 51. I want to finish the episode. We will see what happens. I might have to call the police. I might have to evacuate. I might just have to go hide out in the shed, out in the backyard. I don't know what's going to happen. But anyway, that aside, let's open up this letter here. It's got a brown envelope from IC Robots, ISR, written in Sharpie, it appears, to Gino Vega here at the manor in Napa, California. Ooh, he's got, what is a stamp? The Sun Corona Loops. It's this crazy stamp that has, like, uh, the sun doing a corona or something. Um, interestingly, it routed here by way of San Francisco, California, coming all the way from the moon base. And inside the envelope is a clutch of stickers. A clutch of old retro stickers from the Toys R Us report show, Ice Robot's former show. It reads, the Toys R Us report will make you famous, taking over the earth while still kicking in Uranus. Uh, this is a protective label. Customer will be charged full retail, retail value, easy for me to say, if seal is broken, www.icrobots.com. Oh, that was awful nice of him. Um, I, I'm sure he didn't know that the uh, courier would be uh, bugging out to the level that uh, bugging out happened. But... Um, Still, overall, a nice surprise. Nice surprise to start off episode 51. Still a little nervous about this freak out in the yard, but we will let that be. We will continue with the show. What do we got of, uh, on, on the docket for today? Um, real quick, real quick, and this is like a big backlog on this because I, I, I probably saw this weeks ago because it's been weeks since we've recorded an episode of the show. Um, but I felt um, I would be remiss if I did not address this. But uh, one of the things we like to do here on the show is, um, of the tens of ones that listen, there's a few folks out there, a few folks out in the ether that occasionally interact either with this show or with the network writ large, um, or who I myself like to, to needle and poke at and shout out on the show. Uh, you know, your, your teen wondles, um, or in this case... Your engineer nerds. Um, so engineer nerd, um, friend of the show, friend of the network. I would shout out his Twitter, but I don't have it in front of me. Uh, that uh, a little aside. I've been on a bit of a social media blackout lately. I don't know. I should just I should just pull it together and get back out there. But I've been inactive on Twitter. I've been lying a little bit low on Facebook. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter at Sensational Vega, but no one ever does, and I don't really use Twitter, so whatever. Just throwing it out there. Uh, I think it's not even on my phone right now. I should put it back on. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, which is ironic because uh, this next little bit that I'm going to do comes to you by way of social media. So again, I should just uh, cancel out the negative noise and accept the fruitful parts. 
of digital life. Um, but anyway, Engineer Nerd, uh, he will post um, various uh, kind of puns and engineer jokes, if you uh, will, and such on Facebook from time to time. Most recently, uh, he had one that I was laughing about because it was a um, picture of a Volkswagen bug. And a guy was had exited the Volkswagen bug and was trying to fix the engine. And the engine was in the front of the car and there was like steam coming out of the engine. And it said something like, most people won't notice what's wrong here or something like that. But I, I believe, I believe that the whole point of this meme, because I know nothing about cars, I, I, I pay a guy for that, um, uh, when, when and if I have to. Nothing, know nothing about cars, we'll never know anything about cars. I can barely drive a car. That's as far as I go. But um, I believe the issue here is that the engine, the motor, if you will, I, pro I'm probably using, one of those terms is probably correct and, and, and one or the other, probably not both, or is that... Are, is a motor an engine an engine a motor? Who knows? Who cares? In any case, the, the, the heart that causes the car to beat, the mechanical heart of the beast, if you will, with the Volkswagen Bug, I believe is located in the rear of the car, the trunk of the vehicle, as opposed to the front hood. Why do I know this? Because my wife, Ms. Sensational, who actually is a car person, I mean, she's not like a hardcore car person, but she's much more of a car person than I am, actually owns a vintage 1970-something or other Volkswagen Bug that was purchased new off the, uh, off the dealer's lot from her aunt many moons ago. Now is in her possession. Um, its engine, motor, what, call it what you will, is in the back of the car. And at one point in time, many, many years ago, when um, Ms. Sensational and I, before we were married, we met in high school, we had several different uh, uh, time periods of being in a relationship pre-marriage. One of the times when we were in an off period, she was uh, dating this chump and she ended up dumping the guy because they were driving in the bug and the bug broke down and the guy was insistent, insistent that the engine was in the front of the car. And then finally she went out and opened the back and there it was. And she realized this guy had run his course. Because he was just—he was insistent that uh, the engine was in the front, despite the fact that she owned the car and had been familiar with the car for many, many years. Anyway, anyway, thought that was funny, but that's not why I'm talking about Engineer Nerd. Oh no, 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 no! I wanted to revisit something that Engineer Nerd posted on Facebook quite a while ago. He posted a picture because another thing he will do from time to time is post. Uh, uh, pictures of the very snacks or candies or donuts. He's very into donuts. Um, he subscribes to like a Japanese snack box thing. He'll post that. But anyway, he posted a picture of the candy known as Lick M Aid. Lick M Aid. Lick M Aid. Um, and he posted a picture of this candy, and I believe he stated that he had never actually ingested this substance, had never actually experienced the candy Lick M Aid. Now, I got to thinking, and I'm not the world's biggest candy guy, but I am certainly not going to pass up candy or say no to candy. And I certainly have opinions on candies and have certain candies that I think of very fondly. But my candy sweet spot, if you will, see what I did there, sweet spot and candy. Um, candy sweet spot for me was when I was in like fourth grade, I believe. And I spent a summer 
going to the Boys and Girls Club in Santa Rosa, California. That's something to do. And at the Boys and Girls Club, I played pool. I played foosball. Uh, I attempted to play Dungeons and Dragons, but the Dungeons and Dragons game that this guy was running got broken up because a parent complained that it was satanic. Um, so then we were allowed to play Top Secret, which later became known as Top Secret SI. It was TSR's espionage role-playing game. And the game master uh, had made a very salient point. I mean, he had to have been a young guy. He seemed like this really old guy to me, but he's probably like a year or two older than me. But you know, when you're like nine or however old I was, like a uh, 12-year-old uh, seems like they're an ancient wise man or woman or what have you. But anyway, this fellow made the point that he thought it was bizarre that we were barred from playing Dungeons and Dragons because it was violent, it was satanic, it was going to cause us to kill ourselves, etc., etc. But we were allowed to play a game where you're running around mowing people down with Uzis. And as he put it, how many guys do you know running around with a sword in their vest pocket? Not many. How many guys do you know running around with an Uzi? Probably a whole lot more. His point being that if there was going to be a game that we were going to go out there and try to emulate in the real world and like kill people, Top Secret was probably uh, higher on that suspect list than Dungeons and Dragons, but I digress. Back to the subject at hand, Lick M Aid and Candy. So that Boys and Girls Club is in a little kind of dumpy strip mall center that's right next to a bigger uh, outdoor shopping mall called Montgomery Village. Montgomery Village had, at the time, a thrifty drugstore. Now, thrifty, I don't know if that's a West Coast thing or if it extended past the West Coast, but Thrifty was a drugstore chain when I was a kid here in California, and one of the hallmarks of Thrifty was that you could get this amazing, amazing ice cream that they scooped out with kind of this square-shaped ice cream scoop. And you could get it for, like, it was like 25 cents, 50 cents, something absurd like that. And uh, I always got the rainbow sherbet. And the Thrifty chain is, I think, long since defunct. I mean, the ones that were here are definitely defunct, but I think the whole thing went belly up. But you could still occasionally find thrifty ice cream being sold at other uh, drug stores. I believe, I, I think it was a Rite Aid. I think I took my 12-year-old daughter, Miss Two, to get her COVID vaccine at a Rite Aid here in Napa. And if I remember correctly, they were selling thrifty brand ice cream with the square scoop and everything inside that Rite Aid. Shout out to the vaccine. If you don't have one yet, and you're eligible, and they're available in your area, well, I got a whole bag of cow dewormer to sell you. Anyway, um, where was I? Oh, so myself, I think I, 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 this was usually a solo mission, because I didn't really have friends at the Boys and Girls Club. I just kind of bumped around solo doing my thing. And so occasionally I would get bored at the Boys and Girls Club, and I would take advantage of the freedom that I had, that I'd been dropped off at this place, and I was under no adult supervision, um, other than, I mean, there were adults that worked at the Boys and Girls Club, but they weren't really like checking to see if you were staying or leaving or what have you, you know. Uh, it, it was a free country in there, man. I had my personal freedoms. I could leave that Boys and Girls Club whenever I wanted to, do whatever I wanted to. And so, by gosh, I embraced that freedom. I, I put my arm out and a bald eagle landed on my arm. And then um, I slapped a couple people upside the head and walked out of the Boys and Girls Club and strode over to Thrifty and just threw a bunch of trash on the ground because it was my personal freedom, and I, I spit on some people um, just to exert personal freedom. And then I went into the thrifty. I, I'm just kidding. I didn't do any of that. I'm a very very community-minded person. I would never do such a thing. I share Icy Robot's take on litter. I, it's confounding to me that anyone would do such a thing. I, how, how does one live in this world 
exist in this world and be so unself-reflective, be, be, be so devoid of understanding that one is in a world with others that they would just throw junk on the floor and walk away. Unreal. Unbelievable. I'm 45 now and I wouldn't do it. I was nine back then and I wouldn't have done it. What's wrong with you if you are out there just, just hucking trash? Come on, man. It's time for, for some long, hard self-assessment. Anyway, I would walk over to the thrifty and I would just go buck wild, buck wild in the candy section. Cause I'd somehow have a couple bucks on me and you know, candy was cheap back then when I was a kid. I don't know. I mean, it wasn't that cheap. Cause I, even when I was a kid and that thrifty's ice cream was like 25 or 50 cents, that seemed insanely cheap. So the candy was probably a little bit more than that. I don't know, whatever. This isn't an economics show. This is a show about nothing. So I would go in there, go buck wild in the candy section. And Thrifty thrifty was the spot. Thrifty was the jam. Because see, there was a lucky supermarket that's still there to this day, right next to where the Thrifty is. What's in the Thrifty now? I think Thrifty is a Ross dress for less now. But uh, in any case, Lucky had candy, but Lucky had the more just kind of like, you know, pedestrian candy. It had your Hershey's chocolate bars. It had your... You know, a lot of different chocolate bars, various stripes. I, 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 those all come from like the same corporate conglomerate, right? Either Hershey's or like Mars M M&M and M or whatever. But it's just you know, like Paydays, Hershey's, uh, uh, Mounds, Almond Joy, Kit Kat, all all that stuff, which is fine. Nothing wrong with all that. Uh, hot take: I prefer. I, I I'm down for Mounds and Almond Joy. I know a lot of people don't like that that scene, but I'm all in. But I wasn't all in at that time because Thrifty beckoned with something else. Thrifty beckoned with the full arsenal of Willy Wonka-style candies. I think Willy Wonka is no longer a brand imprint used for those candies, but I'm talking about the kind of very waxy, chemically bright color, bright-flavored candies. We're talking nerds. We're talking gobstoppers. We are talking dino-sour eggs. We are talking runts. We are talking tart and tinies. We are talking... Help me out here. What else was there? Um, I don't know, but you, you go down through a whole uh, cavalcade of these bright, waxy, chemical concoctions, um, just coyly sweet, tasting the rainbow. Although we're not talking about Skittles, because Skittles is more like what they had at Lucky's. And again, Skittles is fine, but just it's the re- these were like the extreme candies. Um, and so I'd go in there, and I'd go crazy. <clears throat> I'd get... Buck with the candies, I get the dinosaur eggs, I get the gobstoppers, I get the nerds, I get the tartan tinies, I get the runts, and I'm just, I, I, I go out and I sit on the curb and I'm just like, just, just throwing these candies back, just getting crazier and crazier, bodies jittering, just like in a reverie, and then I get to my last purchase, and it is a pouch of Lick M Aid. Now, for the uninitiated, Lick M Aid was essentially like, granulated flavored sugar, pouches of sugar. There was like a lime pouch, a cherry pouch, a grape pouch, whatever. And then there was the stick pouch. And the stick was the implement that you used to consume the flavored sugar. But here's the thing. The stick itself was made out of pure compressed sugar. So... You would put the stick in your mouth, wet it a little bit, dip it into the sugar. The sugar crystals would, would, would cling all over 
to the sugar stick. You would lick some of that sugar off, continue to consume all the sugar out of all the pouches, just be out of your mind at this point, and crunch, crunch, crunch. You kill the stick itself. A candy so extreme, so out of control, so untamed, that the very implement used to consume it was consumable. And when I would sit up there and I would look at my collection of containers that now I was going to dispose of in a proper manner because litter is for maniacs, I would literally feel like I was some kind of... I don't mean to put this to make light of this issue in the real world, but I remember I was like nine. I felt like this must be what it's like to be a drug addict. Because I felt like by the time I got to the Lickamade, that was sort of the crack cocaine of the experience. Like I'd gone so hard. I'd gone so to the limit that I'd gotten past any level of nicety, any level of decorum to just eating sugar with sugar. And that was the joy of Lick I Made. A joy I have not partook in in many years. I can't remember the last time I had Lick I Made. It's always one of those things that I think must not exist anymore, yet still it does. Now, sadly, I believe Engineer Nerd stated that he has never had Lick I Made. And in fact, thought that um, Pixie Sticks seemed like a preferable alternative to Lick I Made. Now, there's some similarities there because Pixie Sticks is that same kind of granulated flavored sugar just in a little cardboard straw type package that you open up and just pour the stuff directly in your mouth. There's no, you can't eat that implement. And so I say to Engineer Nerd, I'm a little surprised at this. This seems a little little iffy, a little little, uh, uh, left coast California wishy-washy of him to prefer the staid kind of uh, uh, cautious, um, uh, uptight pixie stick to the just letting it all hang out wildness of Lick M8. But you know, different strokes for different folks. So I'm going to let him have his fun with the pixie sticks and I'll continue to enjoy those Lick M8 memories. But Engineer Nerd, I do suggest you give it a try. You, You loosen that collar just a little bit little bit. You see what Lickamade has to offer. Just, just once. Just once. I offer you that challenge. We're going to take a little break, and then we're going to close out episode 51 of the Mr. Sensational Gino Vega podcast on the IC Robots Radio Network. There's a Thrifty near you and a caring pharmacist to consult with on your prescription needs. Thrifty accepts thousands of insurance plans, processing the paperwork to save you time and money. And Thrifty brings you affordable, top-rated, guaranteed Kodak Photo Finishing. Throughout the store, you'll find special savings, like our Nature Made Vitamin Sale. You'll save 50% on Nature Made Vitamins in stock. Don't miss Thrifty's store-wide sale ending Tuesday. And don't miss our award-winning ice cream, Thrifty and you, bringing it home. We are back for a minute, and then we will be gone until next week. Uh, folks, it's been wild to be back, to get back in the saddle again. Um, I was originally... So, in the three weeks I was gone, one of those weeks, um, I took... We took a family vacation, a very truncated family vacation. Uh, basically... Um, Ms. Sensational left her last job and was starting a new job and had like a three-day off window in addition to some weekend time. 
Um, so we took a real quick whirlwind trip down to Disneyland in Southern California uh, and then just came right back. Um, and so I was going to do some, give you the lay of the land in Disneyland, uh, of Disneyland in 2021 and give some Disney thoughts in general. But, you know, tangents happen and here we are right at the wire for this episode. Um, so you know what? We are going to come back next week and we're going to talk all things Disneyland in the year 2021 through the lens of Mr. Sensational Gino Vega. We're going to give you some ride reviews. We're going to talk about what it was like to be down there right at the moment in which it became uh, obvious that, um, I mean, for those of us that are not mutants, that those of us that accept uh, some sort of uh, general, generally, some consensus of social reality that um, the coronavirus, COVID-19 pandemic was not actually as, quite as over and done with as one might have thought previously. What it was like to be there in the midst of that. Uh, still standing, by the way. Um, we'll talk to you about all of this next week. It's going to be a very Disney-centric episode. I hope you will enjoy it. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Kind of a random, weird mishmash, but, oh God. Guy is still out there, dude. He—he's looking at me through the window. This is oh god, here he comes. He's coming up here. He's rapping on the window. Um, I guess you know, let me just let me open the window real quick. Hey, you—you you need to leave. You have got to get out of here, or I'm going to call the police. What you know? I—I I, I don't have time for this anymore. I'm trying to finish a show, and you're really making me feel uncomfortable. I can see you through the window. Your microphone is orange, yet the logo says blue. That bothers me. It makes me want to leave. Well, <laughs> great. Leave. I, we're, we are on the same page now, my friend. Finally, for the first time in the last 25 minutes, feel free to go. I'd say hi to everyone at the moon base. Give my regards. Adieu. Later, buddy. Look, pal. I am exercising my First Amendment rights to be here. I don't appreciate your attempts to curb my freedom. But I also don't like an orange microphone that claims to be blue. That is just wrong. Peace. I am out. You're going to miss me when I'm gone. Yeah, somehow I don't think so. But thanks again for the delivery. But oh, he's leaving. He's leaving. He's leaving. Bye. <laughs> Until next time. Oh, boy. Okay, so hopefully there won't be a next time. Although, you know, I do love getting uh, mail from IC Robots. So I guess if there has to be a next time, there has to be a next time. We will weather the storm. In the meantime, again, I hope you enjoyed this episode. It was great to be back after so long away. But what's that Jim Cornette line? How can they miss you when you won't go away? Hey, I mean, we just had to refresh the territory, and now consider that territory refreshed. We will be back next week. Until then, it's me, it's me, it's Gino V on the Mr. Sensational Gino Vega podcast on the IC Robots Radio Network. Signing off. It's a rainy afternoon, 1990. In a big city. Jeez, it's been 20 years.